All right, everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast. My name is James. I'm your host, and today is episode 42. So 42 episodes, a lot of great content there for everyone to listen to. I recently fixed the problem that was preventing all of those episodes from showing up in your podcast feeds. So make sure you go back, dig through some of those older episodes and and check them out. Some of my favorites are my interview with Matt Reynolds. He directed The Great Chicken Wing Hunt. You can learn all about the buffalo chicken wing. And of course, my interview with Bassett's in Philadelphia, a classic interview with one of America's oldest ice cream brands that's been around since Abraham Lincoln was president. So that's a long time to be making ice cream and a lot of great history there. And we've got pizza with Lou Malnati's. We've got Sobrino de Botin in Madrid. That's the oldest continuously operating restaurant in the world. So a lot of really interesting content, some great episodes out there. Make sure you dig back and, and find some of those. And as always, if you like what you hear, make sure you share that with a friend. That's really going to help grow the show and, and help other people find out all the awesome things that you can learn here at Toasty Kettle. So if you like connecting with the past through food, this is the place for you. All right. So now for today's content, we're going to listen to an interview that I did with Mark Salmon. He works with the Brown Hotel as their human resources director and uh, very knowledgeable on the history of the hotel. He's been there for 18 years. And of course, part of that history in that hotel is the hot brown. So what is a hot brown? You might be asking. Well, Mark's going to tell us everything we want to know about the hot brown and then also some really awesome variations on the hot brown that they've tried there at the Brown Hotel. So here's Mark. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. I'll have you start by introducing yourself. Sure. My name is Mark Salmon, and um, I am the hotel's human resources director slash resident historian. Awesome. So what can you tell me about the Hot Brown? When Let's start with when it was invented. The Hot Brown was invented in 1926 by our original chef. His name was Fred Schmidt. Now, Chef Schmidt um, invented the Hot Brown for a very good reason. We used to host dinner dances all the time, especially on our rooftop, where we would get as many as 1,000 to 1,200 revelers to come hear bands, dance, have a great time. When the band would go on break around midnight, Guests would traditionally, and this was a very traditional dish to order in the 1920s, guests would order ham and eggs. Well, it was always said that Chef Schmidt got tired of serving the same old ham and eggs, so he invented the hot brown, a hot open-faced turkey sandwich with a delicate Mornay's sauce. And it was, it was an interesting selection because at the time, back in the mid-1920s, Turkey was not a staple of people's diets. Mm -hmm. It was sort of something you ate on holidays. So it was sort of becoming something that was being served in restaurants. So it was a very interesting dish to create. Now, a couple of uh, of legends about the dish, and I always like to tell my waiters this story. Um, we, We have the four slices of tomato 
on the dish, and that creates a little acidity. That's credited to the chef. But the two slices of bacon at the top are credited to one of our waiters. Because what happened, and as if you've ever worked with waiters, you know they have an opinion about everything. (laughs) One of our waiters saw the dish and said, it's all the same color. Looks boring. So so legend has it that the chef said, fine, and he took two slices of bacon and made a crisscross with them on the top. And the, and that's why we have two slices of bacon on the top. That's great. That's great. Um, so you mentioned turkey, and you know. So I had a brother. He was he lived in the Louisville area for uh, you know uh, several months, and that's how I came to know about a hot brown. Um, what other varieties do you see out there, and and has it always been the same at the Brown Hotel? It's always been the same at the Brown Hotel. However, it is, it's a sincere form of flattery that it's not served at our competitors. Most of the other hotels don't do it, but a lot of independent restaurants here in town do it. And what they will do is to, to switch it up a little bit is they'll do turkey, and you've probably seen it with ham. Mm-hmm. So some, t- some of our competitors will do it with turkey and ham. We only use seven ounces of Roasted turkey breast, hand-carved. Okay. What it, some of the unfortunate imitators use, kind of like deli-sliced turkey to save time. Mm-hmm. All of our turkey is hand-carved, always measured out to seven ounces. And the sauce is purposely always made by one person. So Chad, who is our, who is our saucier at this time, is the only person that makes the sauce. So we're consistent from because we even do get orders for breakfast and we get carry out orders for it we're, so we're consistent from 7 a.m. until midnight with the same sauce okay okay um so tell me about the sauce what what is the sauce like for someone that maybe is trying to picture this and what they would be getting if they if they got a hot brown it's a derivative of bechamel that's what mornay is it's got butter, flour, heavy cream, here come the calories, Parmigiano, Reggiano cheese. It's served warm. It, 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 it's then when it's placed over the turkey breast, it's served warm. It's finished in a salamander, so to give it that nice bubbly texture to it. It's a great hangover remedy. Oh, man. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds absolutely amazing. Um, and we actually published the recipe on our website. And uh, we have postcards with it. We're happy to share the recipe, except for, the sec- except for one ingredient that's always left off, and that's a pinch of ground nutmeg. Really? And that's sort of our, our thing to tell the guests. Okay. Okay. Um, so with this, with this recipe, obviously you're not afraid to share it. It's out there for everyone. No. Um, do you feel like that creates that competition in the area you know it's it's it is a sincere form of flattery and it is for us a tremendous source of traffic here in the hotel guests staying at other hotels they read the blogs they they they, um they watch podcasts like yours and they find out what you have to do when you come to Louisville. There's certain things you have to do. You have to go to the Louisville Slugger Museum and watch them make baseball bats. 
it's a great idea to go to Churchill Downs and uh, visit the Kentucky Derby Museum. Um, it's a great idea to go to the Muhammad Ali Center. And we're always on that list to have a hot brown at the Brown Hotel. Um, so we're okay with other people making versions of it. It doesn't affect us that much. Mm-hmm. This hot brown tourism, as bourbon tourism, is skyrocketing when the distilleries open back up again soon. Um, we get a lot of bourbon tourists who come to the area. They'll go on some downtown distillery tours. They may go out to the country. They'll stay here at the Brown. They'll listen to our live piano player, have a hot brown in the lobby. It kind of fits everybody's little things to do in Louisville list. Right, right. Now, with with the hot brown, uh, what why why has it become this staple at at the Brown Hotel? You know, it's it's unusual to see restaurants mm-hmm. last as long as you know as the hot brown's been going on, but to have one signature dish that's largely remained unchanged through the years. Like, what's contributed to that longevity? I think it's a way a city identifies itself around a certain dish. Um, if you, you know, as you visit other cities, and I, I have a habit of doing this when I go to when I go places, and I'll ask, you know, what is what's the thing I got to have while I'm here? I, I think it's kind of a matter of civic pride that one. It's just a thing that Louisville is known for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it, we're known for baseball bats, thoroughbred racing, bourbon, and with all those things, we have a signature dish too. And so I think it just kind of got adopted as Louisville's signature dish. The Brown itself has always had a great place in Louisville's history because we're right here in the in the downtown. Um, we've been here since 1923. We were founded by a Mr. Brown, James Graham Brown. Um, who was kind of a legend around town, um, was on the board of directors of Churchill Downs for 32 years. He was a lifelong bachelor, never married, had no heirs. The time of his passing gave $100 million of his estate to charity. Um, During his lifetime, donated a lot to local charities. Um, So people have a lot of memories of the hotel. We're right in the middle of the downtown. And I think just that addition of having a signature dish. So our signature dish became more or less Louisville's signature dish, and in many ways, Kentucky's signature dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, the hot brown is definitely something that I would say is very regional and isolated largely to Kentucky. I had never heard of it. Uh, and I guess even in parts of Kentucky, you might not really ever hear about one or ha- find it on a menu. Uh, we get a lot of foodies who travel through the area who are on I-65 on their way north or south who pull off the highway to come have one and we valet park for them because um, a lot of people have seen us on Man vs. Food or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bobby Flay's Throwdown or Andrew Zimmern's Delicious Destinations um, we've also been in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Times. We've been on the Today Show. So y- your foodies, your people that as they're going through an area have to try something, um, do do come in for one, and uh, and one of our signature cocktails too, of course. Of course. So, as I'm thinking about a hot brown, I, I'm 
thinking of all these different ingredients, right? You got you got the bread, the tomato, the sauce, the turkey, and the bacon. The, bread, the bread's also uh, an important thing too. You got to have the right bread. We use Texas toast with the crust trimmed off, so it holds up well in the broiler. Yeah, and that's that's what I was going to ask actually is about the bread because I I can think of a number of breads I might try, you know, in 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 replicating this at home and just ending up with a soggy mess. Yeah, the the Texas toast really holds up well in the broiler. So you got to that that's an important part of it too. And the hand carved turkey breast is is really the key. Now, is there anything special about the turkey, or is it just a, a, a turkey breast that you roast off and, and slice and you're good yeah. to go? It's a turkey breast that we roast turkeys every day. It's a turkey breast that we roast off, we slice, we portion to seven ounces for consistency, and it, it definitely has a, it tastes so much fresher than, uh, than meat slicer turkey. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. I, when I, when I've, heard my brother describe this to me in my mind i've always pictured that you know deli turkey and and what you're describing sounds so much better than anything that i could have you know pictured you know i ended up in kentucky because my wife's family is here and we came visiting a number of times and my in-laws you know tried to lure us into uh, moving here and we did so and this was you know, this was 18 years ago for me, but I had been visiting here for five or six years before that. And on one of my first visits, they took me to a restaurant in Bardstown, Kentucky, and I had a hot brown. I ordered a hot brown because they told me it's, you know, the local dish. And when it came to my table, I was like, okay, it's white. Why do they call it a hot brown? <laughs> I didn't know it was, there was a brown hotel. And then it was explained to me why, and it made sense. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so the family won out in the end, right? You got sucked yeah, into Louisville. The family won out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we bought a house in Louisville, and they moved to they moved from a surrounding community to Louisville, actually across the street from me. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's that's more of a uh, treatment for a situation comedy, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. So you've been at the Brown Hotel, you said for eighteen years. And... Yeah, I, I arrived here in August of '02. Okay, great. So coming up on 18 years and um i'm sure in that span you've seen a number of stories happen with uh, probably relating to the hot brown or the hotel in general um and and obviously the dish dates you know like we said back to the 1920s so through that span of time are there any legends that have been passed down or stories that are are funny or interesting uh, I know you mentioned the one with the bacon. Do any others stand out to you? One of my favorite little hot brown moments was uh, one of the busiest times of the year for us is obviously the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. And one year on the Saturday morning of Kentucky Derby, I was working in our cafe, and uh, which is we have a restaurant that serves breakfast and lunch called Jay Graham's Cafe. And then at dinner time, we're open in our lobby bar and our fine dining room called the English Grill. So that morning, Derby morning, everybody coming down, the women with the giant hats, they rest their hats in the windowsill. It looks really cool because they have this, like, deep windowsill. And, like, we're, they're piling in. I'm working the door. I'm taking names. And the phone operator transfers a call to me. 
it's a lady in Dallas, Texas, who's hosting a derby party on her, at her house, and she said she had a question about the hot brown. I thought this would be a, you know, what temperature do I reheat it at question. She, had, she needed somebody to take her step for step and create her grocery list for her. <laughs> so, so this is, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning, Kentucky Derby Day, people piling in, racing forms in their hands, limos lining up outside to pick these people up. <laughs> and, and I had to take the call. So I transferred it to a phone in the kitchen, and I took her step-by-step step for, you know, you'll need butter, flour, heavy cream. You know, I, I took her through the whole, uh, can you get a turkey breast? I took her through the whole thing. And she never contacted me to tell me it was a success, but I assume it was. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. I, the the other thing that's fairly fairly common for us too is because of Louisville's proximity to Fort Knox. Fort Knox is only fifty miles south of here. Mm-hmm. We'll run into a lot of people that did their basic training here in Kentucky at Fort Knox and will tell us stories about coming up here on leave during I heard a lot of World War II veterans, uh, you know, in my earlier days here, and now more Korean War or even Vietnam era veterans that will tell me that they trained at Fort Knox or in the tank corps at Fort Knox or did their basic training there and would come up on leave to have a hot brown. And then as they were traveling through with their families, stopped in to to introduce them to the dish. That's incredible. So... Do you get a lot of multi-generational people like that coming through? You know, people that maybe spent some time in in Louisville or or surrounding area, like you said, and then... It happens all the time, Um, especially uh, when when you're working in our cafe during the day. You'll meet so many people that have come back to Louisville with family, haven't been here since they were in the Army, or maybe they work for one of the big employers here in town, like Ford or GE at some point in their career, and then they bring their families back through the area, and they're going to hit the museums, going to a distillery tour, and they bring them in for lunch. It's a, it's a very common occurrence for us. And every once in a while, we'll meet uh, one of our old wedding couples. Um, when I when you look, because we've been here for so long, when you look at our reservations, not a week goes by where we don't have somebody on an anniversary that got married here and we'll send them champagne and strawberries and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll always talk about that they had a hot brown at some point during that time. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Do you ever do any, uh, any variations on the hot brown through the years? Have you ever, have, has the hotel ever tried anything and maybe realized yeah, it wasn't um, a success or? Well, there are variations. We've had successes. Um, we've had we've had a couple of near misses over the years. One, a couple of things that have been successful is one, the sauce because it does texture-wise, it's a little similar to an Alfredo as far as the viscosity of the sauce. Mm-hmm. It um, we've done a hot brown pasta with diced turkey in it, and that's been very popular. It was put prior to the pandemic. We had put that on our menu, and it was selling very well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a hot brown pizza over the years using Ooh. the white, using the sauce instead of, uh, instead of a red sauce. It's kind of like a white pizza with, with the turkey. And then we'll do more like a diced tomato on that and, and chopped bacon. Um, we've done it as an omelet before it, it's actually, the sauce is really a nice sauce to have over an omelet. Um, so, and we also for 
uh, for group events, we'll do a miniature inside a tartlet shell. Mm-hmm. So that will have it won't have the Texas toast. It'll be kind of like a tartlet shell with the um, with the turkey, the the Mornay sauce, and uh, and chopped bacon on the top, um, and diced tomato on the top. And it's like a as a, as an hors d'oeuvre for cocktail hours. Very popular, done a lot, and sometimes also for like your bigger cocktail hours that do like action stations. We'll do it in kind of a large ramekin type cup. We use we serve it in a ceramic skillet, and that's a major difference here as well. Um, the ceramic skillet, uh, it's it, and you'll see it in the pictures on the website. It's kind of like that earthen colored ceramic skillet, and that <laughs> keeps the warmth of the dish really nice, and it really it enhances the presentation quite a bit too. Right, man. Some of those sound absolutely incredible. <laughs> Uh, well, the possibilities are endless, right? Yeah, we. I mean, the chefs have been very creative over the years. The pasta was a really big seller, and it'll be on the menu again. We are pres- we presently have our restaurants closed, but I expect to reopen shortly. Mm. We, well, we are serving that room service and carry out orders. That's fantastic. Uh, hopefully, that uh, gets back to normal sooner rather than later, right? Yeah. For the carryout orders, we do a very specific reheating instruction because people have a tendency to overheat something and that'll break the sauce. So we recommend 300, no more than 350 degrees, no more than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we serve it in a, um, we serve it over, we place it over aluminum foil so they can just put it right on a cookie sheet and put it right into the oven. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, when it comes to the Brown Hotel, uh, how can people find out more about you guys? A great way is via our website, which is brownhotel.com. Um, on our website, there's, um, there's information about the hotel, about our, our dining outlets, about the hotel's amenities, about various uh, room packages that we have to offer, and a lot of history information as well. Um, another great place is Facebook. Uh, we have a lot of Facebook followers. Uh, we post events on Facebook. We get a lot of great comments on Facebook as well. Oh, that's awesome. I'll make sure that we post both of those links in the description as well. Oh, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, I've really appreciated your time today. I have certainly learned a lot oh, about the hot brown, and I haven't had lunch yet, and my mouth is just watering Ah. It's been a hard it's been a hard call for me to sit through. <laughs> Wish I could mail you one, but it doesn't go that's the one thing it doesn't do well with. It's you know, it's a sauce dish. So I can't you know I can't I can't uh deep freeze I can't deep freeze one and send it, unfortunately. Yeah. I've been no. asked. I, I was asked last week that question. Somebody from out of town asked if we could deep freeze one and send it to them. It's just not the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't translate well that way. Yeah, no that that was one thought that I had as as we were talking. I thought, I wonder if they could send one. And then I started to think, no, no, there's there's too much here that's going to go wrong if you freeze it and then try and reheat it. (laughs) Yeah, based on the sauce, it would be like sending frozen eggs Benedict to someone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, anything that's kind of like a mother sauce based item is not gonna. It's not going to transfer well on uh, with dry ice and shipping, but uh, uh, we, it, the question's been asked before. 
yeah, I definitely, you know, definitely appreciate your time today. Well, thank you very much. All right. Super big thanks to Mark for coming on the show today and for sharing more of that history about a hot brown. Uh, again, if you want to check them out, I've got links in the description for the Brown Hotel as well as their Facebook page. And uh, make sure you check them out. I don't know about you, but I'm going to look at that recipe and I'm going to find a way to make that in the near future. I've got some bacon in the freezer, got to get some turkey breast and roast that. But man, it sounds amazing. It's <laughs> so good. So uh, again, if you like what you heard, make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. That's really going to help grow the show and make sure you share with a friend that's also going to be much appreciated as well. Until next week.